Hey, I'm Mike Myers, and this is the Songwriting for Guitar podcast, which is geared to support songwriters and producers to gain confidence and turn pro. I bring on industry experts to help you improve and monetize your skills, engage better in the writing process, and build healthy habits to create a sustainable career that you love. Caffeinated, inspirational, conversational. Hey friends, Mike Myers here with the Song Ring for Guitar podcast, episode number 98, Tips to Gain Confidence in Your Songwriting with Judy Stakey. I'm so, 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 that's right, I'm musical. That's what this podcast is musical now. Did you not get the memo? JK, I'm so excited that Judy Stakey is back this time. She has been one of my mentors, and I've spoken lots and lots uh, about her on this podcast. I've had her on. Uh, she has appeared in workshops that I've hosted. I've appeared in retreats that she's held uh, because we're announcing something new. And what better way than doing it right here on this podcast? So we're going to dive into this episode tips to gain confidence in your songwriting. So no matter what stage you're at, whether you're just at the beginning stages or you've been doing this for a while and you just feel like ugh, you need that extra boost, this is the podcast for you and you don't want to miss our huge announcement. So let's jump into it. Episode number 98 with Judy Stakey. The return of Judy Stakey, because this is your second time on the podcast. That's very true. I'm a regular now. <laughs> you know, you come to think of it, there aren't a lot of people that I've, I, I love, I always say, like, I'd love to have you back, but it's like there are very few that I realized, oh, no, you're in a, a select few. A select few. <laughs> but it, it totally makes sense because you drastically changed how I viewed songwriting. So it was just like, and I, I think I quote you a ton. And I do give you credit. I don't take credit on the quotes. <laughs> I like to think the majority. I'm always like, oh, no, no, that's Ju that's Judy. Um, but no, this this episode, I think, is going to be interesting because we are talking about uh, how to gain confidence in songwriting. Um, and I feel like you're the perfect person to have on for this because you helped me gain way more confidence in songwriting. I don't think I told you. When we met, I felt like really, I thought about checking out. I was at a point of not feeling that great. I had no idea. I had done this road of doing country pop for a while and not really loving it and not having fun. Okay. And I just didn't feel like I had a place. I didn't feel really good. I was doing the film and TV and it was, it was, it was starting up. It was okay, but I just wasn't feeling really good. And I was like questioning like literally everything and thinking, should I just like throw in the towel and just like, just stay teaching and do that. And that's the life that I'm going to lead and just like, just kind of go with it or, you know, just kind of stick it through. So when I met you, it was a very kind of like, you know, if you want to talk about overcoming, you know, con you know, how to gain more confidence. I mean, th there were lots of things I feel like you gave me advice on that really helped me because I had to drive back. I drove to Nashville. And so driving back home, I really thought about it a ton. It wasn't like total, like, I want to give up forever, but it was just like, I was feeling like, I don't know, maybe I just don't belong here. Maybe I'm just out of place and a little depleted. Yeah. You know what? I think it was, it was really depleted. Um, and just, I don't know, just, and it, to me lacking the confidence. 
because I, I also too, I saw everybody was doing stuff and I'm like, oh, I'm not doing that. I'm not like them. I'm not doing this. And so the, the comparison is maybe one, you know, to gain confidence, like it's good to look at others, but don't necessarily uh, copy or use their, their growth as your blueprint because you're you and not them. And when you think about it, Mike, you are the first person ever, and I've not since you, okay, that I have allowed to come in and teach besides me. Because the basics workshop is, it's about me. It's about spending time five days with me so I can like get in your head. Yeah. Um, And at that retreat, you came up to me and said, you know, I'm a guitar teacher. If you want me, I could teach them stuff. And I was like, no, 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 no. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. What would you teach if I did give you some time to teach? And you know, yeah. you, you rattled it off and I was like, okay, I'll give you half an hour. And now it's like, you get a whole hour and you know, <laughs> it, well, you, you know, it was that it was one of those things where it affirmed like, oh, I do have knowledge in my head that is super, super helpful. Um, but I think you also connected why people don't feel confidence probably in their songwriting is because they feel so disconnected from themselves. True. In their body, and their mind. Well, and that's a great segue into how to gain confidence. Because, um, as I always say, is that we experience this life in three ways, through our bodies, through our mind, and through our souls. And if you want something to change in your life, you have to change something in your body, your mind, and your soul. If you were an athlete, you know, and you wanted to go to the Olympics, you'd have to start eating healthy in the morning, and you'd have to be running 10 miles a day, and you would have to be educating yourself on the rules of the Olympics, you know, if that's where you wanted to go. It's the same thing for an artist or for a songwriter. It's like you have to have a plan in place to gain confidence. Um, it's you gain it through your body first of all. I, I think that's the place to start. If you want, if you want to change something in your life, if you want more confidence, the first place to start is with your body. Because if you can change your something in your body, your mind, and your soul, they follow more easily because they're not tangible. Where your 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 body is tangible. So. You know, one of the things, and it's not a secret secret, but one of the things that I, you know, do at the retreats is I make everybody get up into a handstand. And even if you have to have 20 people around you supporting you, you get up in a handstand. You challenge your body to do something it doesn't normally do. And what happens is that everybody gets out from out of that handstand and they're like, oh my God, I never thought I could do that. And then all of a sudden they go, wait a minute, you know, I was thinking of not talking to my sister about that thing, but now I have the confidence to go and face it head on. You know, I have the, I have the confidence to go face that test that I was like dreading. So you gain the confidence in your body. That is, I mean, there's your answer. That's how to gain confidence. Quick and easy right there. Go do a handstand. I remember waiting until the last day to do it because I was just like I was like I'm not I'm not a fan of this I am not ready to, uh, but it is it's so like like pushing yourself a little bit into this realm of like I didn't think like I'm like oh sweet Jesus I can't believe I'm doing I'm like I'm gonna fall and then you're like, holding oh. yourself up with all your strength nobody else is holding you up but you are all we're doing at the very top is making sure that you don't go over. But otherwise, everybody that does it gets up there and they're like, I can't believe it. I'm like, yeah, you're holding your whole body upside down. And it just, oh my God, the first retreat I ever did um, it, about in 2015 um, in France, I this 65-year-old man got off the bus and he was really tall and 
he was like, mm, like prove to me that this is worth my while type thing. You know, it was the first one I did. And um, after the first day and he did, he did the handstand, he, his smile just like went from ear to ear. He could not stop smiling. It just changed his whole body chemistry. It was wonderful. It was all energy. But yeah, it makes sense that why you do that to just show like, if you can do this, suddenly all these other things that are in your right. way or you think are in your way or impossible, they're actually not that bad. You can do that. Well, and I think you have to experience confidence to gain confidence. Okay. So, you know, you gain confidence by studying, okay. Studying all the administrative things that you need to do for it to be a songwriter. You have to study how to copyright something and how to, to register it with the PRO. And you have to study how to um, put your lyrics into the computer and how to register, you know, how to keep track of them and how to keep track of your co- I mean, there's a lot of learning to do. And when you mm-hmm. accomplish, you gain confidence. When you put something in place, like, oh, that's what I've got to accomplish. You do that, you gain confidence. And so we, we tackled your body, your mind, your soul is about, I think with your confidence in your soul is, is loving yourself. I think that's the, that's the key for that. You know, I think that's the key for a lot of it. But I think that if we start loving ourselves, it's like we start figuring out that like, oh, we are kind of great. Oh, I can do that. So I was on with um, a client this morning who had been to one of my treats and we were talking about it. And she said what was interesting to her was that when you ask the question, what do you like most about yourself? And, you know, you, you read it and all that that everybody cried, that everybody broke down and cried when they had to read their, their piece. And she was like, I'm just, I was stunned by that. And I'm kind of wondering why. And, and, you know, I was thinking, why does everybody cry? And I said, well, I think that, uh, I don't think people are asked that. I don't think people are ever asked to turn their attention to themselves and say, oh, by the way, you know, I love that you're loyal. I, like, I don't think about that, but I love that I'm loyal. You know, I think my friends do too. But when you're, when you don't put the focus on you, it's hard to have confidence Mm -hmm. when it's all about somebody else. It's like, no, 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 no. They do it better. They do it better. They do better. And then when you put the attention on you, put the mirror, turn it around and see your reflection. It's like, well, wait a minute. I am loyal. I am this. I am that. I'm that. I'm a badass. Okay. I got, you know, but you have to, you have to fall in love with yourself. You have to look at yourself and you have to, honor that about you, you know? I think it's tough to love yourself. And it should be the easiest thing in the world. It should be. I'm not disagreeing. It should absolutely be the easiest thing. And then I think there's a lot of different barriers that are put up as we get older and we think expectations that uh, to earn someone's love, we must do X, Y, Z. To do, we must, the idea of inherent worth and love that just, we don't have to jump over you know, this hurdles to, for someone to love us or ourselves to love ourselves, that just to love who we are in our space, in our curiosity, in our faults, in our things that are not always perfect. You hit the nail on the head right there because it's loving ourselves for all of it, for all of it. Just the whole thing. I know. And that's hard to do, but it kind of goes with the territory, you know, like there's no way that we're all going to be nice all the time, you know? 
But I think that's just the story of being human too. And so maybe that's why songwriters too need to really embrace this because when you're a songwriter, you're dealing with connection and emotion and, and relating stories. It's like, you have to love yourself and your story and who you are and who you're becoming and who you once were in your transitions and your changes, your faults, the whole story, the story where you tripped, you fell, but then you got back up the, the whole thing, your whole life. Yeah. It's just the whole thing. And that means it doesn't stop. That's the other thing that I think is challenging is not just, you know, what you've done, but like what you've yet to do, what you've yet to become and your very last breath and the whole, that whole thing. It's the vulnerability that ties it all together. It's the vulnerability that allows you to go into those places and go, okay, let me, let me tell you a little story that I don't usually tell, but this is a whopper. This is going to get, you know, the vulnerability allows you to love the good and the bad. Vulnerability is, is what connects us all. I still, when I'm doing busy work, especially like, you know, emails and stuff like that, I will still binge, especially during the pandemic. I binged a ton of Mr. Rogers because it was just good. I just like Mr. Rogers. And every time that he ends, when he ends on the phrase, I like you just the way you are, it hits heavier as an adult because it's yeah. just like, really, Fred? Like, just me? And just like, there's only one person in the world like you and people can like you just the way you are. It's like, really? Just the way I, just the way I am. That makes me get very like, like I can feel it because it's just like, that's in anything that we do songwriting wise, equate our status with worth. And we have to, we have to earn it. We have to earn. And it's not saying not to try, but to know that you can still hold your head up high. Worth does not come from the accolades or the, you know, just because you won first place doesn't make you, well, it may be worth more as far as like for a Kellogg's commercial, okay? You might get more money, you know, on the box of Wheaties. Um, but your self-worth yeah. has, has not tied into that. Self-worth comes from self-loving. I love myself. I think I am worth myself. I love I have spent a lot of time figuring out what I love about myself and what I'm not crazy about. And I love the not the places that I'm not crazy about. You know what I'm saying? I just, I love them. I don't, I don't go, ah, that's terrible. It's like, it's who I am. I'm not crazy about it, but I I'm loving it. You know, I mean, I, I send it love instead of just shunning everything, you know, what am I get? What am I going to do? You know, I mean, we're certain ways that we grow up that it's who we are, you know, I'm a more large in charge person, you know, um, if I see that something needs to be gets done, I go in and do it. And a lot of times it's like, dude, you don't need to do that. I'm like, Oh, that's right. You know, but that's who we are. So we have, it's like, all right, well, you know, when needed, I love that about me. It's not needed right now. <laughs> you know, I feel the same way when something needs to get done. I'm like, all right, let's go. Let's go. And then I'll just keep on going. And what I love about Jenna is she'll stop and be like, hey, have you like gotten up from your desk? And I'm like, oh, you know, I need to keep on powering through it. And she was like, you know, I think you actually yeah. need to like walk and take a nap or just get something to eat. It's just like you're so in the zone. So it's, yeah, we, you know, I love everything about, you know, yeah, right. me, even in the things where I'm like, man, I can just be so stubborn sometimes. <laughs> Yeah, but but you know what? That's not what we're taught. But as songwriters, Mm -hmm. their job every single day, sometimes twice a day, is to go in to their self, to their heart, to their soul, 
and come up with some story that's going to move us, that's going to heal us, that's going to celebrate us, whatever, whatever emotion it, 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 it spurs on. That is a lot to ask of somebody every single day. It's like, can we operate on your heart every single day? Let's go in there and see what's going on. So I think you'd better love yourself <laughs> because I think it's harder to do when you're not loving yourself. Yeah. And that makes sense too, because if you can't do that and find the gold in yourself, you probably can't, you know, as someone that collaborates with artists, other people, how can you recognize the gold in others and the other things that are great about them? Where it's just like, if you can't do that for yourself, you can't assume that you're going to be able to point out like all those cool things within them because you might be blind to that. Right. One of my teachers uh, gave this great, great example is that she said, so when you go into the bathroom mirror and you look at yourself in the mirror and you've got dirt on your face, she said, do you take the washcloth and wipe the dirt off the mirror? <laughs> no, <laughs> you, you wash it off your face. And that's the attention is to put onto you. If something's dirty, then you've got to figure it out. You know, it's, it's for you to love yourself. It's for you to wipe the dirt off your, it's not out there. It's in there. Isn't that beautiful? And I feel like what we're doing now is uh, to gain confidence. You have to get, you have to have community. Oh, you have to have connection with others because an isolated, isolated growth, I don't think is good growth. It's just having a community of people that, build you up that also are, are interested in the pursuits that you want to do too. Like if you're a songwriter, you better be spending time with more songwriters and not just like, you know, you know, random people that are just like, eh, it's probably not worth it. You want people that are also curious. Oh, well, you know, my curiosity is one of my favorite words. So um, that's, how, that's how you go forward being curious, but yes, you're right. Um, and that's all about being conscious and aware. I'll give you an example. So I had a, this was years and years ago, I signed this writer down in Nashville and we're sitting at Cracker Barrel. I was going to say Applebee's, but it was Cracker Barrel with the tablecloths, with the crayons and all that. And we're sitting yeah. there eating pancakes, yeah. drinking, you know, great brewed coffee that's been there for a while. And uh, he starts telling me that he wants to start producing. He's a great little producer. And I went, that's fantastic. I said, but how are you going to do that? And he was like, what do you mean? I said, well, let's look at your life. And I cleared up in the middle. I got crayons and drew a big circle. I drew him in the middle. And then I started like sectioning off pies. And I'm like, okay, you go right here, 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 here. You got a family, you got daughters, you got bit, you got this, you got this. I said, so where are you planning to produce? Where are you planning to do this? And I said, so let's talk about each thing that you've got. I said, you know, you're obviously your wife and your daughter stay. Okay. But let's talk about all these co-writes that you have. Let's talk about all these people that you're co-writing with. I said, when you're first beginning, co-writing with everybody is a must. You got to go out there and date. You got to go out there and figure out what you like, what you don't like, what you need, what you don't need. And then there comes a time where you have to start being selfish and start looking at the co-writers and saying, you know what? There's, I may be co-writing with 15 people right now but really only two or three of them are really giving me the songs that I need to build a catalog or make cuts or do whatever. And that was the first thing that we did was we cut out all those extra co-writes. He narrowed it down. He started working on, you know, and then all of a sudden his songs got better too. I mean, 
in their first year, that's what they're supposed to do. They're supposed to write with everybody and they're supposed to write all these songs so that you can get to the, to the great ones. Yeah. You, you have to write a ton uh, to get to amazing songs. You just can't write a couple. You have to bake a lot of cakes. Think about that. Think about how many cakes you have put too much sugar in or too much flour. You left something out or, you know, you have to put in work, you know, and and unfortunately for songwriters, they chose, uh, you know, songs, which are every day there, you know, it's not like, oh, I got to make one product and Xerox it off and make a million of them and sit back. No, they chose a profession that they have to make their, their wares. It's like going to make a coffee cup every single day. I have to make one. That's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. So you have to make several, not just right. one. Not just one. Right. You got to make right. several. Exactly. Uh, you know, I've I've always felt more confident after, like for instance, the retreat that I took with you. I remember driving home just feeling like you know I was on fucking fire, just like I was like hell yeah, I was like there we go, this is gonna happen. I'm recommitted. I'm and I'm like what? It, it was a series of lots of different ahas, and I think that's important. Uh, and also understanding your background and like, you know, I'm like, I was like, holy. And, you know, I remember talking to Jen on the way home and I was being like, no, you don't understand. She like found Cheryl Crow. And like, this was huge. This was a mate. And, and I think the education piece, people think like, oh, it stops eventually. I'm like, are you kidding me? For every level that you want, it's just like, you got to re up and you've got to get more and you've got to invest even more in yourself. And, and go because a next level thing isn't going to happen with what you learned five years ago. You better be looking for new things if you want to grow. Oh, I couldn't agree with you more. I believe that being a perpetual student, you know, being an A plus student, yeah. is a great attribute to have in being a songwriter, being anything, because you have that attitude of, okay, I did that. What what else do you need me to do? How how high do you need me to jump today? What else, what else is out there, you know? So Cheryl Crow was an A-plus student and why I loved working with her so much. I mean, she just, she was so thirsty for my critiques and for my, my point of view, my perspective, you know? And I think that's what songwriters really need is that they, they need somebody else's perspective because they get too close to it, you know? I mean, she would get, I mean, I didn't need to teach her how to songwrite, but she needed an editor, she needed someone to tell her that chorus is amazing. Do not lose that chorus, okay? Your verses are not as exciting, so you know, do something with those. But you know, <laughs> but I mean, those that was about it as far as the comments. I mean, her her lyrics are just to me, they're just brilliant. But again, she was an A plus student, so it was a lot easier. That's why we're doing this event mm-hmm. is because independently we do things on our own. And independently, I reference you and I'll bring you into class. You'll reference me and I'll, you know, come into the retreats. It's, but the idea of creating something that is uniquely designed for songwriters and combining, because when I think, especially October, this is essentially like, what do you want the next year to be? Oh, what do you want to do? Yeah. Start. What, where do you, where do you want to go? And you need to be thinking about this now. And if you do the work and you start planning and you start re-upping some skills and start learning from others and get ready, your next year can be tremendous if you want it to be. Being willing to learn. That's the education part. It's being willing to learn. And when you, I mean, for me, it's like when I'm, you know, 
if I want to go to New York, I have to put a plan in place. <laughs> if I want to be a songwriter, I have to put a plan in place. Whatever you we do in this life, we're putting a process, a plan in place to get where we want to go. It's the same thing with songwriters It's and artists. It's They have to put a plan in place. What do you need? Do you need more guitar lessons, more voice lessons, more songwriting lessons? What kind of coach do you need? What kind of schedule do you need? What kind of what kind of information do you need so you can build it? It's interesting. Um, I had another client from the retreat a couple of weeks ago who, who, who had gone home and done the homework as far as the body journal was concerned. And I have everybody go home and for a week, write down how much they eat, what, what time they eat for the same with sleep and same with exercise. And they were stunned. And I've heard this before, but it was so amazing to hear this woman who just was like, I really thought I had it together. And then I looked at like when I was sleeping and when I was, and what I was doing, she's like, I was amazed. I was just amazed until you see it in front of you, until you put a plan in place and see things in front of you. How are you going to ever change anything? How are you ever going to, to edit or to develop when you don't know what you're doing? So the first thing is, you got to sit down and figure out what am I doing? What do I need? All of the, the, the curriculum that we've lined up for people right, is purely to set them up, to make them evaluate. Because this is for someone that maybe is fresh to songwriting and is like, I want to make sure that what I'm doing is you know moving in the right direction. Or someone that I've been doing this for a while, but nothing's working or it feels like I'm spinning my wheels, kind of how I felt. I felt like, okay, I kind of know some things, but man, I'm spinning my wheels. This is simply to give process and system. I feel like the one thing that you gave me that helped a ton was like, okay, what's your process and what does your system look like? Those are the things that help you actually move and gain momentum. If you don't have things like that and you're not evaluating that and you can't explain it to someone that's a red flag because then you probably don't and you're going on the edge of your seat who knows in what direction. I agree. To me, this is something that you can sign up right now for. So the Songwriting Survival event is going on. It's kicking off. You can sign up. You can get access to the first couple of modules. There's some great ones. You do uh, lyrical pitfalls, lyrical pitfalls, which I'm always like, I need content. I w- as I was watching them, I was like, oh, that's a good note. It's like part of me was like <laughs> taking little notes while editing just for myself. And then I'm diving into the content of, you know, shredding the rule book. Why I want people who maybe have been resistant guitar or resistant guitar for songwriting is because they believe too many misconceptions that are just not true. That your whole, your whole goal is to unlock the emotional content of your guitar so that you can unlock the emotional content of the lyrics of the melody because they've all got to work for each other. And if they don't, it's one of those things. So it's to me that the information that we're diving into uh, is fantastic. And I'm just excited to see people dive in, start commenting, to start engaging with the material. I'm just so excited that, that we put this together. Um, yeah. Because it just reaches more people. You know, I mean, my whole thing is that I know that this is my purpose and this is my passion yeah. of, making sure that songwriters have the information that they need besides the motivation and, and education and all that, but the, to, to keep going, you know, to keep doing what they're doing because I do this for selfish reasons. It's that I just love songs too much. I can't imagine a world without music. And so I want songwriters to keep writing and I want them to be writing great songs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
that too. And yeah, I, that's I, my intention. <laughs> I think that's why I still feel connected and why we still do stuff is because you genuinely enjoy teaching. I genuinely Absolutely. enjoy teaching. Absolutely. And our goal is to just make someone just like this episode feel confident. Like that they don't feel discouraged, that they feel like they've got the tools to go forward, that they know, hey, I'm going to put the work in, going to put the time in because mm-hmm. I've got these into my toolbox. I'm ready to go do the thing. Yeah. Well, Judy, I'm I'm ready for the, the next level. So uh, we're including the links for everyone to sign up. So the event is going on right now that you can dive in. You can start diving into the first two modules right now and start connecting within the community. So the links will be included. Judy. Thanks for being on here. This was so good. You are so welcome anytime. That's right. Judy and I are combining forces to help songwriters get a head start on 2024. So what you need to do, just go to songwritingforguitar.com. You can join our Songwriting Survival Guide right now. You can get access to the first two modules. Plus, Judy and I are going to be doing some live Q&As as well that you may want to sign up for and be because guess what? You know, if she's discovered people like Cheryl Crow, uh, you may want to hear what she has to say. I would highly recommend it. So go to songwritingforguitar.com so you can sign up for it right now. Everything, too, is kicking off officially, officially, October 27th. And remember, if you sign up right now, you're going to get instant access to the first two modules, Lyrical Pitfalls and Shredding the Guitar Rulebook. So just go to songwritingforguitar.com. That does it for this week's episode. It was edited and produced by Chris Fafalius. I'm Mike Myers. Thanks for listening.